0: Oh, hey, everybody, it's me, Dave. Now, as you know, most of Maximum Fund's support comes directly from you. We are listener supported and we thank you. But our network and a lot of our shows also rely on advertising. For some of our income so we want to make sure we have the best shot at getting great advertisers on our show so in order to do that we need a little demographic information on you if you have five minutes to spare we could really use your help with an audience survey go to maximumfund.org adsurvey ad survey and fill it out it takes no time at all thanks well hello I'm Dave Holmes and welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because it is the one that is keeping us from flying off the planet. Uh, Back in the before times, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against one another in a pop culture battle royale, but now teaming up with another person who's not in your quarantine pod is possibly lethal. It's definitely more frowned upon than trying to remember the last two Matrix movies while watching the trailer for the new Matrix movie. So for now, it is one comic against another. And to win this battle, each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the great comebacks they've been keeping in a notebook or a notes app since last March to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus. That title automatically gives a person's opinion on, say, Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac on the red carpet, More weight than a civilian's. By the way, that was better than most pornography. You are listening to Troubled Waters. meet our contestants. Our first contestant is a comedy producer. You may know him from John Fenmore's Souvenir Program. He's also worked on Inside the Comedian and Sound Heap with John Luke Roberts. It's Ed Moorish. Hello. Hello, Dave. How are you? I'm very
1: well, thank you. I'm aware of the uh, the, the time differential here. That It's... It's dinner time here, and uh, oh. it's m- morning for you. So I'm trying to uh-huh. keep my uh, actually alcohol-free cider, but I'm aware of how it looks. I'm keeping it out of sight because I think it would look weird to people for whom it is morning.
0: I do- I, it wouldn't be weird to me at all. These are strange <laughs> times. Uh, what's for dinner?
1: Uh, we, uh, My wife and I haven't eaten yet, but my uh, mm-hmm. children uh, – oh, God, I sound like a parody of an English person. My children have just had some fish fingers.
0: Oh! <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm, an, I'm honestly, I'm writing that down. That's for dinner tonight for me as well. Fish fingers. Welcome, Ed. Our second contestant is a writer. You can subscribe to her sub stack and her new book, Poe for Your Problems. Uncommon advice from history's least likely self-help guru is out today. It's Kat Bab Magira. Hello.
2: Hey, how you doing? I'm so glad to be here.
0: I am so glad you are here. Um, give me some good Poe advice.
2: The more you screw up your life, the more famous you will get and the more influential you will be. So fuck up everything.
0: Wow. I'm doing all right in that regard.
2: (laughs) It's an accessible life plan. I think this is really the kind of self-help we need.
0: I couldn't agree more. Wow. And you you are coming to us from Richmond, Virginia. How is life there?
2: Yeah, so I'm in Richmond and it's raining and you guys might hear my baby, but um, I want to be clear to everyone who's listening that I actually am cosplaying as Elizabeth Holmes right now. This is not my usual look, y'all. I don't usually okay. wear this black laser with the tag still on it.
0: Uh, uh-huh.
2: Yeah, so that's I what's
0: up. It. Can you do the voice?
2: Um, I was going to do the whole show like this
0: because <laughs> you will send me billions in BC. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really appreciate it if you didn't. I'll do my uh, Okay. <laughs> Folks, you've met our players. It is now time to see who has the better grasp of what matters this week. Pop, culturally speaking. So players, if you're ready, you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or tragically overlooked story or person or event of the past week or two. Ed, what you got? I'm, I'm going to
1: cheat a bit because this is big news over here, but I don't think you'll have heard of it. So it will count as overlooked for uh, American listeners. Have you heard about our alpaca situation? Uh, you've stumped me now. Right. There's an alpaca uh, called Geronimo, who yes. uh, lives lived in the UK, um, mm, foreshadowing. Uh, um, he was diagnosed as having bovine tuberculosis, bo- bovine oh, TB. No. Which, in the UK, you know, we have a history of animals getting diseases that make them unsafe to have around. Uh, and so uh, he was deemed to be put down. He was sort of ordered to be put down. They have to put down a pet alpaca. And you have to know about the British, we are a nation of animal lovers. We slightly prefer animals to other human beings. Um, mm-hmm. There was a huge outcry. They went to great lengths. The owner said they would take a bullet to stop Geronimo being Put down in line with government regulations preventing the stop of bovine TB, which is dangerous to all sorts of animals. Um, at one point, the government turned up and they had uh, brought around some other alpacas to make it harder for Geronimo to be identified. But uh, Geronimo was, as I used the part, him in, uh, referred to him in the past tense, uh, he was put down, destroyed humanely by uh, the Department of Rural and Agricultural Affairs. Uh, Defra, and uh, they've done the post-mortem The owner, by the way, did not take a bullet um, He's oh. fine, they're fine uh, And <laughs> they've done the post-mortem And he didn't have TB
0: No! <laughs> what a twist! <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a preliminary Ew. report He may yet have it But the initial results indicate That they have <laughs> murdered an alpaca For no reason
0: <laughs> And that's, that's my story of the week Jesus Ed do you we're starting with a dead pet we're starting the show with a dead pet yeah yeah I can, well it
1: can already get up from here, right
0: Oh I can it I don't know I don't know I don't know how resilient I am in the face of a dead alpaca a needlessly murdered alpaca yeah. named Geronimo and it was the government that killed it so technically that's an
1: assassinated
0: oh dear god in heaven okay geronimo is your your story of the last couple of weeks i'm here to tell you ed you're going to lose (laughs) cat
2: yes you guys already might have a clue about what i'm going to talk about um so elizabeth holmes her trial for wire fraud and various other charges i think there are at least a dozen is getting underway in california and Women are showing up outside the courthouse to Elizabeth Holmes' cosplay as a tribute to her, the greatest girl boss of our generation. Uh So here we are. I would be there if I could, obviously, but I have a job. and And yeah, I want her to know that I'm thinking of her and identifying with her at this distance.
0: Wow, this is I'm telling. These are these are tough stories. These are tough stories this week, Geronimo versus homes. Okay. Um, Kat, what was the product?
2: Oh, it was a nanotainer. Like you can test blood from just a pin drop of blood and put it in a Keurig basically. And all of a sudden I know what diseases you have. And she oh. raised, Oh, $700 million in venture capital, basically off holding up a little glass container while wearing a lot of lipstick.
0: Yeah, well, having a turtleneck, the international sign for Sirius.
2: She actually caused a turtleneck shortage, so the cosplay arguably got going years ago.
0: Wow! Now there's the story. A run on turtlenecks.
2: I've never been able to get one, a black turtleneck, because of that. I guess it was a little bit late, you know, back in 2019.
0: Oh my goodness, wow. All right, Geronimo versus Holmes. On this episode of Troubled Waters, keep your team names at the ready. They will be your buzz in words as we move forward. All right. Let's get this party started with a round we are calling Avatar 2. The Swedish supergroup ABBA has reformed. Under the new name ABBA, it's the same as the old name, but they changed the two Bs around. Uh, they're releasing an album of new material. They are going to do a live show, a tour with a twist. The twist is that the members of ABBA themselves will not be performing. They will be replaced by CGI replicas, whose movements have been performed by Benny, Bjorn, Agneta, and Ani Frid themselves. So yeah, the best part about this is that they are calling their CGI avatars avatars, which I love. And I also love that like their big dance move is like the blonde one looks at the brunette one and the brunette one looks at the camera And then the blonde one looks at the camera and the brunette one looks at the blonde one. Like that's, that is literally all of their choreography. And I don't know why they need CGI to do it, but apparently they do. Anyway, this got us thinking. What would happen if we mixed other classic bands with technological advancements? So in this round, I'm going to give you a clue to these techno pop star hybrid. You buzz in and tell me what they're called. It's wordplay. It's punnery. Okay? Okay. Number one. This British-American rock band are famous for such hits as Landslide, Tusk, and Go Your Own Way, and they are also a portable computer Join made by up. Apple. Ooh, Ed. Fleetwood Mac. They're a portable computer. Fleet, uh, Cat, to steal. Uh, sorry, I'm stuck. Oh, stopped. Fleetwood Macbook. Well, it wasn't your turn anymore, Ed, but yes, oh, you're right. You're right. I'm, You're I'm happy right. to give
1: the points uh,
0: in, in the shame of not quite
1: getting over the line.
0: That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. This is a tough one. This is a tough round. This is a tough round. No score yet. Okay, number two. Known as the Queen of Soul, this recording artist had hits with respect. You make me feel like a natural woman, and I say a little prayer. She is also a global system of interconnected computer networks. Uh, Geronimo. Yes, Ed. Uh, Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Uh, Aretha Frank Yes. Yes. Wow, Ed, you have clicked in to this game rather quickly, and I love it. Number three, this deep-voiced Canadian singer-songwriter most famously wrote Hallelujah, and was also the Nintendo console on which the first 3D Mario game appeared. Geronimo. Yes. Is it Leonard Cohen 64? Yes, it is, that. Yes, it is, that. Yes, it is, that. <laughs> and you were born to this. You were born to play this game. Are you you're looking down? Are you taking notes? Are you? Are you I am writing down. Are you jotting? <laughs> yeah, I
1: guess the I'm, secret
0: I'm, is jotting cat. Yeah, uh, right, right, right. I'm getting a yeah it, it, it helps
1: to visualize.
0: Okay. 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 This one This one's okay. Well, they're all they're all tough. Okay. Number four this r&b girl group their trio had hits with waterfalls, no scrubs, and unpretty, and they are also the part of a computer used to read compact discs com- uh, containing data.
2: TLCD ROM?
0: Yes, Cat! Cat is on the board! All right. Cat is on the board. Okay, number five. This See, it was the jotting. It was. Okay, number five. This American boy band had success in the late 80s and early 90s. Their albums include Hangin' Tough and the block and they are also a cryptographic list of records underpinning cryptocurrencies
2: is it new kids on the blockchain
0: blockchain (laughs) a jotting cat is unstoppable i've always said it um by the way anytime anyone tries to explain to me what the blockchain is it's like they're telling me about a dream that they had and I i just can't i can't keep up um number six this hugely successful American vocal harmony group are known for their songs I'll Make Love to You and One Sweet Day, which they performed with Mariah Carey. And they were also a digital encyclopedia released on CD-ROM by Microsoft. Uh, Geronimo. Yes, Ed. Uh, is it Boys to Men Carter? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Listen, I, I did not expect, I did not expect every single one of those to get answered. But here we are. At the end of that round, the scores are as follows. Woo! Geronimo's got three. Elizabeth Holmes has two. Dead alpaca by one. As we move in to our next round, it's a returning favorite called Wiki Tweaks. It's a celebration of Wikipedia, the infinite crowdsourced bank of knowledge written by just whoever fancies having a go. You can tell this Bit was written by our British writer Uh, in this round. We present you with a series of three sentences from Wikipedia articles. you got to tell us which ones are real and which one is a fake. It's like two truths and a lie, but Wikipedia style. This week, to celebrate the imminent return of what we do in the shadows, we have selected pages from Wikipedia about people associated with vampires. Kat, you are up first. We will start with the Wikipedia page for Keanu Reeves. Who played Jonathan Harker and Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula three sentences and the question for you is which one does not appear on his Wikipedia page a Reeves casual persona and ability to establish rapport have been observed by the public leading him to be dubbed the internet's boyfriend B in 2010 an image of Reeves became an internet meme after photographs of him were published sitting on a park bench with a sad facial expression Or C. It is reported that when arriving on set for the first day of shooting, Bill and Ted faced the music. Reeves was unable to remember whether his character was Bill or Ted. Reeves has since denied this to be the case. Which is fake? Cat? C? C is correct! He knows he's Bill or Ted? I don't know. Seen them all. Don't know. Still don't know which one he is. Uh, We got a tie, friends. Uh, Number two, Ed, this is for you. It's from Annie Lennox, Wikipedia page, or is it? She, of course, famously sang the song Love Song for a Vampire. Which of these is fake? A. Annie Lennox was born on Christmas Day. B. Lennox's flute teacher's final report said, Anne has not always been sure of where to direct her efforts, though lately she has been more committed. Or C. Her maternal grandmother, Dora Patton, was a self-taught dentist.
1: So oh, that
0: feels this feels
1: harder than the Keanu Reeves one. Um, well, Ed, I I am going to take a guess. Okay. Uh, I don't think the flute teacher thing would appear on a Wikipedia page. I am going to say B.
0: Hmm. It is actually self-taught dentists who don't appear right. on a Wikipedia page or anywhere near my mouth. Uh, her maternal <laughs> grandmother was in fact a dairy maid working on the Balmoral Royal Estate. So now you know some Lennox family lore. Cat, back to you. We are now going to the page of Max Shrek the star of Nosferatu. Which of these is fake? A, one of Shrek's contemporaries recalled that he was a loner with an unusual sense of humor and skill in playing grotesque characters. Is it B, he also reported that he would arrive at rehearsals bringing a chicken with him, a chicken that was unusually quiet but clearly not dead. Or C, he often spent time walking through forests. Cat, what's fake?
2: Uh, B the chicken is fake. They're all
0: loud. They are all loud. All chickens are loud <laughs> and all alpacas should live. These are things we are learning And today. have TB. Uh, even if they have TB, man, you got to let them live their lives, live their truth. Uh, okay, number four, Ed, this is for you. This is uh, three lines from the Wikipedia page for Anne Rice, author of Interview with a Vampire. What's fake? A. Rice has also authored erotic fiction under the pen names Anne Rampling and A.N. Rookalore. B. Rice has cited Charles Dickens, Virginia Woolf, John Milton, Boy George, William Shakespeare, the Bronte sisters, radio adverts from her childhood, Tex Avery and Stephen King as influences on her work. Or C. On July 18, 2010, Rice auctioned off her large collection of antique dolls. Uh, A. A. A, I'm afraid, is true. Uh, She likes to write some erotic fiction. We made B up. um, We actually didn't make it up. We just added Boy George, Tex Avery, and radio adverts. Uh, Cat number five is for you. You get lines from the Wikipedia page for Sarah Michelle Gellar, star of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. All right, what's fake? A, in 2017, she released her own cookbook, Stirring Up Fun with Food. B, Geller provided the foreword for close-up magician and endurance artist David Blaine's third book, Blaniac. Or C, Geller was a competitive figure skater once finishing in third place at a New York State regional competition. That's not true. Uh, SMG.
2: A, I have not seen her cookbook, so... Mm.
0: False. Uh, it was B that was fake. No such book as Blaniac exists yet.
2: <laughs> it should. Uh,
0: yes, it will it now. <laughs> SMG and FPJ are, are both cooks. They both, I think, have cookbooks out or at least cooking videos. That's Freddie Bridge Jr. for those who weren't keeping up. Uh, okay, uh, number six is for you, Ed. These are from the page of Stephanie Mayer, author of the Twilight books. A. Meyer will not allow her cats to be photographed out of respect for their privacy. B. Stephanie Meyer has named Mormonism as her greatest influence, or C. She conceived the idea for the Twilight series in a dream. Yeah, that because uh, my I've I've not read the Twilight books. Oh, we
1: no. did go to see the film on the oh. day my son was due to be oh. born, um, as a way of killing time. That my wife was just ready to pop, and you know we were looking for something to do, and it was a Wednesday, and. D- d- nothing was on. So we went and saw that. And by about an hour in, we were sort of willing waters to break. So we had an excuse to leave the <laughs> cinema. Um, I think, uh, but I know that it was based, like the idea It was based on, and um, I've got it the wrong way around it. 50 Shades of Grey. Uh, I'm going to say Mormonism is not an influence on Twilight. Mm,
0: the answer is A, Stephanie Meyer doesn't even have cats or she wants us to She's think fine. that she doesn't have cats. It's hard to say which. There's because, no evidence either way. I guess that's true. Mm. Uh, so, did you make it all the way through the first Twilight? Yes. Movie? Wow. Yes. And then Why? the day my daughter was born, we were watching John Carter of Mars, which was fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Ed Morish. <laughs> absolutely. Um, fine. Yeah. Uh, tw- I attempted the Twilight books, and they are absolutely deadly. You can't. You can't read them. You can't read them. You can't get through them. Cat. Am I wrong?
2: Uh, yeah, I never had either. They were a little bit before my time. I didn't hit the right tweenhood. I think you have to be a 12-year-old girl.
0: Yeah, you do. You do. And it's, yeah, it's, it, it's unbelievably deadly boring. Uh, and it did, you were right, Ed, uh, the second time, it did inspire Fifty Shades of Grey, not the other way around. But I don't really understand how. At the end of that round, the scores are as, fa- oh my goodness, Elizabeth Holmes has taken a commanding lead she's got four that dead alpaca has got three Uh, We're gonna take a little break. We'll be right back with more troubled waters after this Soylent is the original food tech company they make delicious and nutritious nutrition products in convenient formats now They broke out onto the scene with the Soylent complete meal a ready-to-drink shake convenient delicious provides 20 grams of plant-based protein, 39 essential nutrients, healthy fats, and 400 calories of slower burning carbs in one delicious serving. But let's talk for the moment about Soylent Complete Protein. Yum! Deliciously rich and creamy. It's plant-based, it's high protein. It is a nutrition shake with 30 grams of completely plant-based protein. Also 39 essential nutrients and zero grams total sugars. Thank you very much. It is, delicious it's well balanced it provides five grams of bcaa's a thousand milligrams omega-3s healthy fats satisfy your protein needs without sacrificing nutrition or taste soylent you get everything you need in a little bottle it's the quickest easiest meal on the planet no cooking no cleaning up complete balanced nutrition made from u.s grown sustainably sourced ingredients it's good for you and it's good for the planet they're good for breakfast, lunch, anytime you need a nutritious meal that is delicious. It is fast food, and it's very healthy. You don't have to drive through a drive through Don't like to cook? Don't have to cook. Pop the top off a Soylent bottle, and you are there. Go to Soylent.com slash TroubledWaters, and use the code TroubledWaters to get 20% off your first order. That is Soylent.com slash TroubledWaters, code TroubledWaters for 20% off your first delicious order.
1: We have wasted this world. Our magic put a storm in the sky that has rendered the surface of our planet uninhabitable. But beneath the surface, well, that's another story entirely. In a city built leagues below the apocalypse, survivors of the storm forge paths through a strange new world. Some seek salvation for their homeland above. Others seek to chart the vast undersea expanse outside the city's walls. And others still seek what else? Fortune and glory. Dive into the Ether Sea, the latest campaign from the Adventure Zone, every other Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes, with us playing our Ed Morish and Cat Babmagura. Okay, our next round is called run for covers. Now, if if you have been watching Lollapalooza or the music blogs recently, you might have seen that Fred Durst has had a bit of a makeover. He's tossed out his backward cap and dropped crotch pants. He's adopted a, a gray mop of hair, practical sunglasses, a nice light camping jacket. I was looking at his Instagram trying to make sense of it all when I was hit, with a repressed memory of Limp Biscuit's cover of Faith by George Michael. I had forgotten about it successfully for so many years, but it was lurking in my subconscious the entire time. All I needed to see was Fred Durst in a members only jacket to send it flying out. <laughs> Which brings us to this round. We have dug out, d- dug out? Not a word. We've dug out some of the most peculiar, surprising, and sometimes just really bad covers of songs that we could find. You both have a list of 10 original songs in the chat. So we're going to play you the intro to a cover of one of these songs. You will have to guess which of the songs on the list it is. And heads up, because we are being especially devious, some of the songs may appear more than once. Those songs, incidentally, are Toys in the Attic by Aerosmith, Waterfalls by TLC, Suzanne by Leonard Cohen, Pure Imagination, originally sung by Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka, Hounds of Love by Kate Bush, Tainted Love, originally recorded by Gloria Jones, I Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, With a Little Help from My Friends by the Beatles, and Little Drummer Boy by Katherine Kennicott Davis. Okay. And these will be asked of you in turn. Cat, you're up first. Here's the beginning of a cover by Fiona Apple. Let's hear it. What song on that list is that a cover of? Tainted Love? No. I'm afraid I can't accept that because it's completely wrong. Uh. Um, that was Pure Imagination from Willy Wonka. Originally sung by Gene Wilder. Let's hear a little more.
1: Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look.
0: Okay, Ed Morris, Uh, this one's for you. It's Dandy Warhol's. Oh, <laughs> okay. You might have gotten a little um, hint there.
1: Uh, uh, um, there's nothing musically to go on, so I'm just going to give prominence of the
0: drums. Is it Little Drummer Boy? It is Little Drummer Boy. That was Andy Warhol's guy beginning to say the word "come" and "come." They told me you did it. Congratulations. All right, uh, was Little Drummer Boy written by Catherine Kennicott Davis? Let's hear some more of that. Okay, Cat, this is a cover by the UK band, The Future Heads. Now, Ed, being as British as the day is long, knows this one, but do you, Cat?
2: God, um, is it with a little help from my friends by the Beatles?
0: It is not, Cat. It's Hounds of Love by Kate Bush. It's not we a bad cover. This,
2: song. this is uh, terrible. I've never heard any Kate Bush.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, fix that today, Kat. What streaming <laughs> service are you on? Spotify. Spotify. I'm gonna make you a playlist. I'm gonna send it to you today. We're going to fix Perfect. it. I don't Thank care you, what yeah. kind of music you're into, you will love Kate Bush. <laughs> Um, Okay, and am I wrong, Ed? That's not a bad cover. I like it. It's, It's pretty good, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. British person approved. All right, number four. Ed, what is Nina Simone covering here?
1: I think that's With a Little Help
0: With My Friends. From My Friends. Oh, that no, Suzanne by Canadian oh. treasure. Leonard Cohen. Christian, let the music play. Suzanne takes you down to a
1: place by the river. You can hear
0: the bo- uh, Okay, Kat, back to you. This is Death Cab for Cutie, but what are they covering? Let's hear it.
2: Okay, was that one,
0: Tainted Love? I'm afraid it is not. That was a cover of TLC's Waterfalls. Death Cab for Cutie, in their inimitable fashion, said, what would this sound like if there was no joy to it at all? And then they uh, recorded <laughs> it and put it out into the world. Don't go chasing waterfalls.
1: Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. I
0: know that you're gonna- uh, okay, the final clip is for Ed. This is Devo. What are they covering?
1: What was that? Was, was that Toys in the Attic? No,
0: that was I Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Rolling oh. Stones. Keep it going.
2: Knew
0: that one. Did you really? Kat? Yes. I love it. I want to give you a point. I can't. It's not the way it works. Fair enough. Fair enough. It, um, if you're
1: looking for a truly baffling cover, um, Duran Duran once covered 911 is a joke. Oh, I know. Um, which is oh, I know. Uh, the closest British pop has got to an actual hate crime, I think. Yeah.
0: I believe White Lines was on that same record. <sighs> White Lines Don't Do It by Duran yeah. Duran, proving they don't understand irony, irony. Or they really do understand irony. I don't know. It's hard <laughs> to know what motivated Joe that could decision. be on us joke could have been on us the whole time uh the scores are oh my god it's a dead heat it's a tie geronimo's got four elizabeth holmes has four we've all got a lot to think about and shake off as we take a little break we'll be right back with more troubled waters right after this
1: hey there beautiful people did you hear that good good news something about the baby jesus mm, he's coming
2: back or do you mean the fact that <laughs> apple podcast has named Fanti, one of the best shows of 2020
1: i mean we already knew that we was hot stuff but a little external validation never hurts okay
2: hosted by me writer and journalist jared hill
1: and me the ebony enchantress myself
2: javel <laughs> <laughs> anderson Fanti is your home for complex conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the people, places, and things we're huge fans of, but got some anti-feelings toward.
1: You name it, we fanti it. Nobody's off limits. Check us out every
2: Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your slayworthy audio.
0: Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Ed Morish and Kat Babmagura, Is now time for a game. We are calling Not True Mentory. With the aforementioned return of what we do in the shadows, we thought we would close out today's show with a celebration of the fictional nonfiction format. The show utilizes the mockumentary, the format made most popular by filmmakers like Christopher Guest, Christopher Guest, and Eugene Levy with Christopher Guest. Uh, The round (coughs) is very simple. We're going to vaguely... And not particularly well describe the plot of a series or a movie. You tell us if it is a real documentary or a mockumentary. Extra point if you can tell me the title of the documentary or mockumentary. So, for example, if I said this film goes to 11 and it follows a bunch of British heavy metal stars on an American tour as they implode and literally explode, the answer would be, of course, mockumentary. That is this is spinal tap. Um, so, keep your buzz in words ready to go. Uh, they are, again, Geronimo and Holmes. Okay, number one. A multi-part investigation into a series of criminal murder investigations in which the killer admits on camera that he did it, he guesses. Geronimo. Ooh, Ed.
1: That's, uh, that is a documentary that is the Fred... I want to say... I'm going to say Fred Durst, Durst. It's not Fred Durst. Because you put close. that in my head, but it's the, who, um, it's the old guy who... Oh, it's the old guy. So i making a murderer? No. No.
0: Cat, can you name it?
2: Yeah, it's a real documentary, and it's Thin Red Line.
0: No. No, that was an Errol Morris thing, or was it? Or is that the Thin Blue? I, I don't know, guys.
2: confesses.
0: Yes, he does, and he burps he a leaves lot. It was called home. The Jinx. It's called The Jinx, but one point to you, all the same, Ed Morris. Uh, okay, number two, passions, personalities, and pooches flare at Philadelphia's annual Mayflower Dog Geronimo. Show. Oh, Ed. Didn't even let me finish. It's more orcumentary. It's best in show. Ah, two points to you. You got it, and you got the title. Well done. Best in show. Okay, number three. A TV series chronicles the Loud family in what was meant to be a showcase of a typical American family, but ultimately ends up being about the divorce of the parents.
2: Holmes. It's a yes, documentary, Kat? and it's called An American Family.
0: Two points. Two. cat. And and also therefore Elizabeth Holmes in a way, uh, that was the PBS series *An American Family*, considered by many to be the prototype for modern reality shows. Though the show did have several fictional parodies, such as Albert Brooks's *Real Life* and the Cinemax series *The History of White People in America*, starring Fred Willard. Okay, number four: An Austrian gay personality tours the United States looking for fame and love. Uh, Geronimo Ed
1: that uh, mockumentary of Sacha Baron Cohen's Bruno character. But I can't remember if it's called anything other than Bruno.
0: It is called Bruno, and I'm sure that there is a subtitle that is questionably homophobic, so we're not even going to get into it. <laughs> but yes, two points to you. Mockumentary, Sacha Baron Cohen's Bruno. Number five, a film about the doping scandal that rocked the 1982 Tour de France. Remarkable for its appearance by Lance Armstrong. Geronimo Yes, I'm going to say Mo- Mockumentary. Mockumentary is correct. Can you name it? And this is open to either of you because you obviously don't know it. No, I don't know it. Kat? Sorry. Okay, okay. It was Tour de Pharmacy, Andy Samberg's follow-up to his other sports mockumentary, Seven Days in Hell. Armstrong did, in fact, appear in the film... He mocked his own fall from grace after his real-life doping scandal. All right, number six. A look at the cutthroat world of competitive video games. As a science teacher and a patriotic hot sauce salesman, go head-to-head to to obtain the world record in an arcade game score cat.
2: Holmes, it's a documentary, King of Kong.
0: Two points (laughs) to you. It's my
2: favorite movie. (laughs) Really? I love that movie.
0: It was really good. It was really good. Uh, wow. Do we have any like wellness checks on the, on the leads of that film? Do we know how they're doing?
2: I bet Billy is thriving.
0: I bet. I bet. This is a, this is kind of a Billy world, isn't it?
2: It is now. I was surprised that he wasn't given an appointment in the Trump administration. He was so qualified.
0: Yeah. Well, it could have been highly classified. We don't know. Uh, two points to you. Uh, number seven, a seedy look into the corrupt dark side of a professional endurance tickling competition. Geronimo? yes Ed I'm I'm just taking a guess here but I'm going to guess that's a a mockumentary incorrect it is a documentary Kat (sighs) you want to take a swing as to what it might be called
2: Uh, uh, Tickle Me Darling
0: (laughs) Tickle Me Darling that was definitely on the short list of names but uh, ultimately they called it Tickled okay finally a documentary series about the over-policing of America depicting small business owner Leslie Frost and his recurring interactions with the Reno, Nevada Police Department. Geronimo. Yes? Uh, is that a mockumentary called Reno 911? Yes, it is! Uh, bonus points if you can tell me who plays Leslie Frost. Uh, I have no idea, I'm afraid. Uh, it's me. I actually play Leslie <laughs> Frost in... Uh, like eight episodes of that show, I think. I'm the proprietor of a, a collectibles store called Buy Curios. Never been prouder in my life. Uh, okay, but yeah, two points to you. All right. Christian is tabulating. The score is Geronimo really pulled ahead in that one. 12 points to Elizabeth Holmes' is eight. It will not bring Geronimo back, but it might provide some comfort to um, His family. some animal owners somewhere in England. Somewhere. Uh, congratulations, Ed, it is now time for plugs. Let us know what you're working on and then to write the karmic balance in the universe, tell us about something someone else made that you want the whole wide world to know about. Kat, we'll start with you.
2: I have a book that's just come out earlier this week. It's called Poe for Your Problems. I spent five years working on him after getting really depressed and reading him for the first time since I was a kid and I kind of discovered that he is an underrated self-help guru so I recommend Poe and him changing your life. Um, in terms of something someone else is coming out with, my friend Holly Russ has a novel coming out. It is called Nothing But The Truth, and it is kind of like a feminist liar liar, and I can cannot wait for that. Nice.
1: Thank you, Kat. What you got, Ed? Um, well, what I'll plug is uh, a podcast that is available in all the usual places called Sound Heap, which uh, – was created by John Luke Roberts, who uh, the writes the, the the scripts for this. Um, and the idea is that uh, John Luke owns a podcast network called the SoundHeap Network, and we're going to play you clips of all the best podcasts that are on the uh, on the network this week but we've made up all the podcasts and we've just improvised clips with different comedians. So um, they're all British names. I don't know how familiar you are with people like Kevin Eldon and Catherine Parkinson and Mark Watson and Josie Long uh, and Deborah Francis White. But um, it's got a load of brilliant people. And we just sort of said, all right, we're doing a podcast called uh, How to Put Out a Raging Fire, Mainly Guesses. Mm -hmm. You don't know how to put out a fire. Let's have a guess. And they would just join in and we'd and then we edit it down to clips, and we play clips of podcasts like Bigfoot. Bigfoot keeps seeing me do embarrassing things, um, oh. and the only, the woman who set up the only dry ski slope in the Alps. It's it's, it's great. There's twelve episodes that are out there, um, and so I recommend that uh, because I think uh, Luke would have come on and plugged in, plugged it himself if if journalistic ethics allowed, but it didn't. And uh, of someone else's, um, I have just become a huge fan of an Australian musical comedian called Tom Cardy. Mm. Um, who he does stuff on the feed for SBS but uh, if you look up his song uh, have you checked your butthole mm-hmm. which is his stock response to being asked have you seen anything um, it's in it will be stuck in your head for about a year I imagine I saw it a couple of days ago and I cannot oh. stop hum- humming it
0: um, so Tom Cardi is on YouTube and TikTok and he's Twitter. So good. The song about wondering why he's anxious is also yes. a, a very good one. Uh, the, yeah.
1: I think that's as good as anything in Bo Burnham's Inside. Uh, I, I agree. Plus
0: I agree. And uh, I love Bo Burnham's Inside. Yeah. yeah. I, guys are one to watch. Uh, folks, I'm Dave Holmes. I'm on Twitter and Instagram and stuff at Dave Holmes. I'll plug all of my stuff there. But I want to uh, tell you all to follow a guy named Pete Zayas on Instagram. Uh, P-E-T-E-Z-I-A-S. He uh performs with the groundlings out here. Um he is just an absolute uh hilarious wacko, but he has a character um, who he posts videos of himself as this character, and and it's just it's like a it's just a woman with a like a red wig and a clipboard, and she's just and it's just been all throughout the Delta variant, and she's just like, the numbers are up. I told you. The numbers are up. And it's, I know it doesn't sound like much, but it's video after video of her just either talking to the camera or going out on the street And telling people to go inside because the numbers are up It is like if we have to be stuck in this fucking moment for another month Which at least we do, we can at least enjoy it by following Pete Zayas on Instagram I haven't done these videos justice, just trust me, they're very good Okay Ed Morish, Cat Babmigora, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the headphones, thank you for listening. We will see you next time on Troubled Waters. Goodbye. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Ed Morris. make a noise. Woo! Cat Babmigora! Yo! Yo! Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts, and our producers are Christian Duane. Yes. Woo! Woo! Oh, was you sounded like a <laughs> terrifying ghost. And Laura Swisher, and we'll see you next time.
2: MaximumFun.org.
0: Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Audience
2: supported.